Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. I remember seeing that screen time in the five something hours and just being like, could have been doing so many other things with that time, specifically in God's word. And I was maybe at that time opening my Bible every Sunday and I was opening Instagram every other hour. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. Hi, Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. Don't be a dork. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it sounds so funny when we introduce ourselves. It kind of like does. It kind of does. But I guess hey. we do have to I mean, our names are out there on the on you know the title of the podcast. That's true. Stuff, so. That's true. And by the way, you can now find this podcast. Yeah. It is part of the Spark Media Network that oh, can yeah. now be heard on the Edify app. Nice. Very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So check that out. So I um I know you've got again your phone up in front of you. Those who are on YouTube can see that you're scrolling again. And as I glance over your shoulder, you're actually scrolling through social media. Uh, Aren't you? Oh, no, no, you're not. Okay, no, no I'm right. actually not this time. <laughs> I thought you were checking the old news feed like is so common in yeah. our lives. Which he's, is, he's, I think, saying my life. but It's a setup for today. It is a setup because we um, this whole series that we've been doing is all about um, taking the 30 day get unstuck challenge. And one of those stuck points we found is well, social media, social media. Is it um, for you? We call it immersion that leads to addiction. Right. And (laughs) so maybe right now you said, okay, that is not me. I'm out of here. That's fine. That's good. Uh, but but do you really know, are you tracking your time? (laughs) Do you really know (laughs) how serious of a problem might it be in your life? We're going to find that out today. Yeah. So today we have the perfect guest for our topic and her name is Kara Gibson Gallup and she spent a decade in competitive global advertising agencies across New York, London, and Toronto, working with some of the most influential and profitable brands. After building Gibson Business Performance LLC in 2018 and creating time and financial freedom in full-time entrepreneurship, Kara then began to use her experience and education to help others navigate their own. And I love her tagline. Why don't you read what her tagline is? Taking profit strategies. I I won't do it that way. (laughs) All right. So taking profit (laughs) strategies from Times Square corner offices to the basements of startups. Hallelujah. That is good stuff right there. (laughs) Yes, that is so awesome. Kara, welcome to your biggest breakthrough. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? My tagline sounds so much better when Todd reads it. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he does it in that voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need oh, to do a man. voiceover for the website, Todd. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Oh, Kara, you goodness. are really smart, which is really cool because <laughs> it, it, uh, it reassures businesses that work with you uh, that you know what you're doing. 
And obviously some of that is a lot of that is born out of experience, but also just your, your passion to be able to, you know, help others. So today we're going to kind of bounce off that topic, which would be a whole podcast in and of itself to talk about social media. Yeah. And why is it that, why is it that we (laughs) have connected together with you? I think we're going to find out a story that will sort of explain why that is. You've had your own journey with it. Yes, yes. When um, Wendy, when you mentioned this episode um, and asked if maybe I'd be a good fit, I got like that, like pit in my stomach. And (laughs) I almost said no, Uh no, never had that problem. Right. Like how many times do we want to admit that we had a problem with something as silly as social media? But um, that pit in my stomach made me think that this was um, a really good topic to um, talk on because um, I'm on the other side of it now. I spent a couple years on not the best side of it, definitely being immersed, which is a really nice way of putting it. What did that look like for you as far as really being immersed for you? So as you guys mentioned, you know, my career, I spent a lot of time doing um, marketing and coaching my clients through marketing. And a lot of that obviously has to do with social media today. Um, And so I just remember, I I remember it becoming a problem for about a year. I was living um, 50% in New Jersey, in Montclair, New Jersey, and 50% in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I was literally going back and spending two weeks at a time. That is a lot of time waiting at airport. It's not always convenient to whip out the laptop and start doing client work. Um, and I caught myself probably spending, if I had to really think back, I think that's where it really started. I was probably spending, I don't know, maybe about 10-ish hours, 20-ish hours a month in an airport. So that's where my scrolling addiction, I would say, immersion started. Yeah. So then it would start to show up at things like when I was seeing my you know, family once every two weeks, I would kind of get caught with like the... Hey, what do you like? Put your phone away. And oh, no, 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 like client, client, client. And I was lying and I was like catching myself and I put it away and I was like, oh, okay. Um, And yeah, sometimes it would start off by like checking on my clients' feeds and looking at some brand competition. And then, you know, squirrel moments scrolling and you wind up looking at someone you went to high school with and, you know, their weight loss journey. And so it started to get out of hand, but it was definitely showing up in places like driving. I was like catching mm. myself driving and scrolling, wow. um, obviously super dangerous and um, don't recommend it to anyone. Um, I would catch myself, you know, at dinner with my parents, with my family, my grandparents. So you weren't present. I was not, I was not present. And that's where I really kind of started to realize that um, it was an issue, but I wasn't quite ready to do anything at that point, because I still was able to justify clients, right? My own sure. brand, my own competition. When you say you, rec- you started to recognize that it was an issue, how did that come about? Like what, what were the telltale signs for you that said, you know, this probably is an issue? Is it because of what others were saying to you or you had to wake up? You know, it was one thing. I feel like it was pretty easy to like brush off my parents, even my grandparents. That was harder to brush off because, you know, love them so much. But then like when my friends who, you know, I was trying to like toggle between my New Jersey friends, and my Florida friends, um, when it was showing up in like really honest, like friends being like, where are you? What are you doing? Or like just, you know, everyone's got that one friend that will just grab your phone out of your hands and put it in their purse and like yeah. you know, be done with it. And you get anxiety. You're like, wait, I need that phone. I need it. Right. Yeah. Right. Biggest, biggest issue for me um, was the wake up grab my phone and 
Instagram was the first I was looking at. I was not the Bible app. You're yeah, going to the Instagram. it was not the Bible app. It was not my text messages. It wasn't my conversation with my mom. It wasn't my boyfriend. You know, it, um, it was Instagram. Definitely. I let it go on too long, but that was probably like personally, other than what people were saying and the hints I was getting, that was the first thing I noticed was for months on end. That was the first app I was opening. And that's how I was starting my day. Was what on drew, what mm. drew you into Instagram, uh, in that way, what was the compelling sort of powerful draw that kept you coming there morning after morning? Years ago, when this started, um, I was actively competing in weightlifting. And so it is very normal in that community that um, you post your lifts. And as you're leading up to competition, you might watch other people in your category that you will eventually be on a stage with. And so you want to kind of check and see what their lifts. Are they ahead in this area? Are you ahead in this area? You know, um, it's also a weight class sport. And I think it could be really dangerous for females in weight class sports is you're mm-hmm. constantly comparing, even mm-hmm. though it's not bodybuilding. I wasn't yeah, getting power, power lifting. Nobody cared about what I looked like, but mm-hmm. I did. And so if I was competing at 165 pounds, I was comparing myself to the other girls that I also knew were 165 pounds. And obviously that looks different on different people, but you get super absorbed. So I would say that my excuse works with clients. My excuse was, um, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a very visual app. Instagram's easier to kind of like post brief caption, um, and super visual. So, you know, you're getting, um, you're catching people's eye. Other people are catching your eye, whether that was business or whether that was athletics, that was definitely my, my go-to. Wow. And did you notice, um, during that time, a, a difference in your self-esteem because of the comparison? Yeah. Right. Right. Compared to who you are today. Yes. Which would absolutely lead me to getting pregnant. And then that just being a game changer as if comparing my body to other women um, Mm. in sports wasn't bad enough. Now I was growing a human, still comparing myself to other women that were not yet growing their own humans. Um, That was a very unhealthy place um, to be Mm. for probably like six months into your pregnancy. And how old is your little human now? My little human (laughs) will be three in September. And what's her name? Amelia. Amelia. Oh, love that name. So So I'm just thinking how, as you're sharing, you know, the comparison part of, of why we're on Instagram, uh, we, we certainly never come there consciously thinking, well, I'm going to compare myself to and see how I look. But it just sort of slips in, doesn't it? It sneaks up on us. But before we know it, we become almost preoccupied with it like you were. That's why you rushed to your phone first thing in the morning. Did Was there a point at which you started to feel guilty about spending that time and doing it that way? You know, I wasn't feeling guilty. I was feeling, it was the self-esteem got to me before the guilt could get to me. And I think my husband was sick of me mentioning Either it started off, you know, mentioning where I thought that I should be either in my athletics now that I was pregnant, even where my business should be, right? Mm. Entrepreneurship has grown immensely um, since 2018, since I started my business, you know, watching other brands, other small agencies, other consultants on their journeys on Instagram, you know, where you think you should be at this time compared to them and everyone's journey is different, right? Absolutely. Um, And, you know, for a while it was super, you know, people got really open about sharing 
um, their profit and the revenue coming in, you know, in hopes to get coach other people through it. So you had to be very out there about all the success that you were having Mm -hmm. in order to get these coaching clients. So seeing all these other coaches and consultants and you're comparing, and honestly, you have no idea. If they're being truthful, if their um, launch was that successful in the first 24 hours, you know, that's really, really difficult. So, um, yeah, we can only kind of take it for what we see. And yeah. And truth, truth be told, I'm just curious, um, after you stopped um, striving in that way, did you see a shift in your in your business? Huge. Yeah. in, In what way? It, I, so one of the first things I ended up doing when I really, um, decided that something needed to change was, um, and this is what I would tell anyone that thinks like that they might resonate with any piece of what I just said. First thing I call it purge, 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 purge. Mm. Um, my husband and I both did it and I just removed, um, not to be malicious in any sense, but any brand business person that I had felt I was comparing to, mm-hmm. I just had to remove them from my feed. And yeah. so that was the first step. I wasn't necessarily ready yet to spend less time on the app. Sure. But one thing I was willing to do was control what and who I was seeing on a daily, hourly basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And run your race. Exactly. Um, so when I could stop focusing on that, you know, um, new course launch somebody just had that, you know, broke six figures in a day or, you know, all the wait lists that people had to get into their programs. Right. Um, I'm a marketer. I know that these are marketing tactics, but they were still, it was still comparison. Um, and that was the first thing I was, I was able to get myself to do was like the great purge. Um, my husband and I still joke about it today. Like we literally call it the great purge. Um, and we got there, the two of us got there. It was, it took hours. Mm. It took hours. So how did you practically, how did you actually implement the purge? Did you like, like, are you going through your friends or what? Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, we started with people that we were, um, yeah, we really just people we were following. Yeah. We kept all the family, all the friends, anyone that really like filled our cup, Mm -hmm. anyone that I felt like pulled away from me or, um, you know, was something I was focusing on that I didn't need to be focused on. Um, it just got removed and, um, it was a lot. It took, it took hours. And I actually think we had to do it in like sessions. I want to say we took like a full weekend. It took a full weekend for both of us to go through all the accounts that we were. Was it emotional? It was because you know why the only reason it was emotional was there were a couple friends in there. Um, or acquaintances, I would say that just, um, weren't healthy for me to be like watching their journey. Um, so that kind of felt a little crappy in a Mm -hmm. sense, because then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you don't want them to realize that you unfollowed them because it has nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with me was probably like the the emotional piece for me. I, I want to back up just one step uh, because I want to find out more about what did you do to start to solve the problem? The purge thing mm-hmm. is, that's incredible. That's a big, big step. That's a step most yeah. people do not want to and will not take because they don't have a big enough why. Your why was continually growing. You wanted mm-hmm. to get this under control. And literally in your belly, you were having a, a human growing that yeah. you wanted to spend more time with. Absolutely. So, so my question is, because I think most of us are in denial about how severe the immersion addiction is. 
yeah. what, how can you help a person really begin to evaluate whether or not this is a problem that should be addressed? It would definitely be time spent. If you can feel okay looking at your screen time and saying six hours, that's fine. That's okay. If, if that feels okay, if your time of 30 minutes, 40 minutes feels okay, then that's great. For me, I want to say I remember it getting to that like five something hour mark and being like, this is not okay. Mm. I could be spending five hours reading my Bible mm-hmm. in the gym, mm-hmm. meal prepping, mm-hmm. calling my mom, calling my grandparents, volunteering, right? There's so many things I could be doing at those five hours. When I see yeah. 25 minutes, 30 minutes, I feel okay with that. So I would definitely say, you know, audit, audit the time and then audit the accounts you're spending the most amount on. If they're not filling your cup and they're really just, you're pouring your cup into comparison, that would be definitely like my second thing to watch out for. Um, If you were going to do an audit, I would Mm. really focus on those two things. And I think in those two things, one of those will give you an indicator if there's- And what about those that do this audit and um, see that they spend hours and hours on social media and they're okay with it? Like they've got the blinders on and they don't, they don't think they're addicted because they're justified and they think it's really okay. Would you, would you actually maybe have them take it to another step as far as like maybe asking people around them? Like, Hey, do you guys think I spend a lot of time? Because sometimes you're just, you're just not aware. Right. (laughs) Right? And I definitely want to say, you know, throughout 2020, we probably have become less aware, right? A lot of us didn't have people that, Hey, you're spending too much on your phone. Like I have so many friends that were single in their apartments, um, single in their homes, right? Nobody's there to like tap them on the shoulder or grab their phone out of their hand. So yeah, so definitely, you know, if the screen time indicator doesn't give you enough, then that audit around the people around you, or maybe it turns into if they're not physically with you to see how much you're on your phone, um, you could do a, hey, have I been present enough? Have I been calling enough? Have I been texting enough? And that was also another indicator. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm scrolling on social media, I can't be checking in with my family, can't be checking in with my best friends. So that's also another indicator. If you don't live, you know, with someone that can call this out to you, I guarantee you that in the time, if I had texted those friends, since I was flying back and forth so much, um, I guarantee you, I was not reaching out to the other group of friends in those two weeks that I was away because I would have been more busy scrolling. I think that is like the absolute starting point for every single one of us. And I just want to take a moment, Kara, and and encourage our listeners, don't be fooling yourself into right. thinking that's not a problem. If you just do something as practical as audit the amount of time you're spending, if you feel that that's a justifiable time, then life goes on. But if right. you feel boy, I didn't realize that three, four, five hours I could be doing, like you mentioned, Kara, all of these other things that would not only enhance my life, but benefit the lives of others. Mm -hmm. Well, then I've got a pretty strong why I need to make a change here. So I just want to encourage our listeners, don't take this lightly. Do literally do an audit on those two areas. How much screen time you're spending? Is it justifiable? And number two, those that you're spending the time with, is it enhancing your life or taking away because you might need to go through the great purge yeah, yeah. i love that that definitely is a book title start oh, yeah. writing it Kara. Start, start writing, writing it, it. Yeah. i'll get on it <laughs> I'll get um, on. 
Okay, so we we normally ask people that come on your biggest breakthrough. We ask them to share their faith story and um, and and your journey. And so let's let's um, get to know Kara in that aspect. Yeah, and, uh, and how the Great Purge has has helped enhance your relationship with Christ. Absolutely. Um, so I have what I think is a pretty typical preacher's kid um, faith story. I grew up, um, my dad went to seminary, got his first church, um, became a minister when I was about like seven. Um, so for as long as I can remember, I was in the church, um, super, super blessed. And it's definitely something I took for granted for a very, very long time. My biggest faith breakthrough as a child, right? It's hard when you grow up as a child, it's a little bit harder to figure out like everything changed than when it became your faith and not your parents' faith. And so that happened, um, for me. I want to say around the age of um, 12-ish, I was part, my parents sent me to this really, really great um, Baptist Bible camp um, every summer. That was my, that was my faith time, right? Everywhere, the rest of the year, you know, you're the preacher's family, preacher's daughter, um, brother. I have a younger brother, you know, you're the preacher's kids. And so it very, very, very much felt like everyone else's faith and you were just there living in it. So that's really where it became um, my faith. And then um, I think as um, some specifically preachers, daughters do, um, I just went through a phase where um, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted, you know, my, um, I played softball as a kid um, and those travel teams play on Sundays. And I remember the fights um, because I wasn't allowed to play sports on Sundays, um, not until after church and just kind of that, um, my priorities were just elsewhere. Um, and so those were some like teenage years. And then, um, when I got to the age that I could drive myself, that was kind of like a, all right, you can come to church on your own time. And then I really just started to pull away. And, you know, as a preacher's kid, you see the family dynamic, Every, you know, you've got this idea in your head that um, our pastors are perfect. So when you're living under the same roof and you're seeing, you know, the flaws and the struggles and just yeah, humans human. being human, right? Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. it'd be really, really tough to get grounded on Friday and then sit and watch my dad in the pulpit on Sunday. Mm. Um, and that is super, super hard. And then you put the blinders on, you put the earmuffs mm. on and you're not getting anything out of it because you're just a hormonal teenager and- <laughs> you know, you're just rebellious to hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we went through that phase. Um, and when I went to college, um, I went to, um, a Methodist university. I told myself, you know, um, faith and school was important to me. Sports became more important and I wasn't getting to chapel and I wasn't getting together with, um, the faith groups on campus. And so even though all my friends knew that I was a Christian, I had no issue, um, being vocal about that. I wasn't really walking the walk. Mm-hmm. I was just, I thought it was good enough that like, I never hid my faith. I was a really proud preacher's daughter, but I wasn't making it to church on Sundays. Yeah. You paid your dues. I mean, you're in the family. You went to church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was there all days of the week, you know, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, right after college when you get right into, um, your career, it just church took um, a backseat. Um, my dad did a really great job of doing whatever he could to send me devotionals, um, buy me new Bibles um, that he thought that um, I would connect better with and um, different devotionals and things that would kind of start to like get me excited about my faith again. It wasn't until um, 
I met my soon-to-be husband, I really started to um, take a step back. And I was like, okay, I think I want to marry this guy, Um, which then turned into, I'm definitely marrying this guy, Um, turned into, you know, we're having a baby together. And that's where I really had my like most recent like come to Jesus moment. And it's like, wait a minute, I needed to make sure that he was on the same um, faith path as me. And that started off with, um, you know, we, we kind of not tested that strong word, want to make sure we were in the same place and started by checking out different churches. You know, I grew up one denomination, he grew up another. So one of the best ways of like having the faith talks was um, going to different denominational churches and figuring out like where we were um, in our faith. And that was something kind of cool that we we both really enjoyed before we found our home move, eventually really moved cool. found our home church. Yeah. And then thinking about the baby coming, you know, that was, um, I wanted her to grow up in a faith-based environment. Um, I wanted this house to, you know, be a place where she could just come, just be herself, dive into her faith. And I knew I had such a, you know, rocky journey that I just knew it needed to be like a safe place where she could come and go. Yeah. Right. So it really wasn't um, until I started to build my own family. I got, you know, it got reignited again, Mm -hmm. um, which is super, super thankful for. Um, It's been a fun, it's been a fun ride. Um, Definitely started off, you know, with the, is this my faith or my parents' faith thing? Stepped away, came back, decided it was a my faith thing, and then have been building my faith with my husband. I think that's common too. Yeah, yeah, that is so, so key to understanding the dynamics of an intimate relationship with God. I can't ride the coattails of anybody else who has a relationship. I got to get there on my own. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it takes something like what what you were facing, and that is, how do we make this central in our lives? Because now things um, have- things are getting real. Yeah, there's- there are higher stakes involved. Right. I mean, I'm I'm going to be raising a child, and I want this child to know Jesus, and I want my husband and I to focus on our faith. So, I, I mean, I think that's that's incredible. And I just I just want to kind of transition back over to the social media component because you know there are people who will justify spending a lot of time in social media for spiritual and devotional reasons. <laughs> Meaning, yeah. Yeah. I was scrolling through and I, there's this, you know, yeah. uh, this, this page that does, this, uh, you know, scriptures yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And so, that, well, that's not bad. No, it's not bad, but it can be, again, just, uh, you know, too much of a waste of time. And you're, again, dependent upon somebody else to get you there instead of yourself. Or right? it could lead you in a different direction on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you find that uh, was going on um, in, your, in your life as well? Did you find that it was keeping you actually from reading God's word or being fully present with God? Yeah. hundred percent. I just, again, going, look, I, I remember seeing that screen time in the five something hours and just being like, could have been doing so many other things with that time, specifically um, in God's word. And mm-hmm. I, I was maybe at that time opening my Bible every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was opening Instagram every other hour. So there may be some listening who aren't quite sure. Okay, I, I mean, I always heard about this screen time thing. I've never really yeah. checked mine. Just walk yeah. us through the real simple steps. What do I do if I have a, an How iPhone do you find or, it? or an Android? What do? Yeah, what? Do, where do I go? That's to find such out. That's a great time. question. I pinned mine. I don't even know how long ago. She pinned to, like it. my front thing. Let's see. Hold on. Really? So I yeah. I, I go over to settings first, right? Yeah. So if you want to go as easy as possible, if you're on an iPhone, 
and you pull down. You just kind of take yours and pull down. You've got mm-hmm. that search bar right at the top. You can literally just type in screen time mm-hmm. and it will take you uh, to that you setting. There you go. Um, and so you can hit turn yeah. on screen time if you don't already have it. And then you would just kind of hit like, this is my, um, this is my phone. You could also set this if you do have children, um, you can set this on their phones. Mm-hmm. And so you can hit, um, you can hit, this is my child's phone. And I think you could potentially get a notification if they've hit a certain mm-hmm. amount of hours in a given period of time. Nice. And so that is how, um, I wish I could tell you on Android, I want yeah. to say yeah. it's probably just as easy as probably. getting to your search bar. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we, we drank the uh, apple water too. And I just oh. went to my screen time and <laughs> what's yours? Now uh, I do my mine? email from here. Okay, here's my excuses. I do everything from my from my phone. But your screen time will break up what is social oh. media and what email. Let's go there. Oh, how do you do that? Oh, here it is. See all activity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right then. We're gonna evaluate <laughs> that carefully. So this is what this is what Kara was talking about. This is the starting point, friend. You start with an audit, and it's as simple as just looking at the numbers because they don't lie. Right. Right. So that way you can't fool yourself into thinking, well, I don't spend that much time. Well, let's find out for certain how much time you're actually spending. I'm going to tell you really quickly because yeah. I'm just going to get busted right now. Four hours, 13 minutes daily average. But it says five hours, 56 minutes um, a week on just my text messages. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. anyway, it breaks it down like that. Right. Instagram's three hours, 50 minutes a week. Facebook, two hours a week. YouTube, two hours. So see, it's not. Oh, too- yeah. No, you add all that up and divide it by seven. <laughs> anyway. For your daily average. Yeah, right? Then divide it by the hours that you're awake. Yeah. And then no. ask yourself, could I be spending this time in, in better ways? Absolutely. And yeah. so, Kara, thank you for convicting <laughs> me a little bit more here and, and helping me break this down. But helping those that are listening really get a handle on it. It's kind of like with our finances, you know, with our last podcast, we had Riley Meek on and we were talking about finances. Well, you don't know where you're headed unless you know where you, what you've got going on, right? Got to do an inventory and audit. Yeah. Okay. So, so Kara, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, okay, so maybe this is a problem. What do I do about it? Give me some practical help because what if I start to feel, um, a little lost or a little, um, depressed because I don't have my social media fix. And did you feel that way? Social. Oh my gosh. Yes. And they're, mm. it's so true. Like it is, they're like little bursts of dopamine. It started off, you know, text messaging, right? Before we had all these social media apps, all the data, all the, you know, psychological research was telling us getting a text message was this like rush of dopamine. And now are like the comments coming through the DMS like are just all these. So when you don't have that anymore, like it can feel like you're going through a bout of depression. Um, but I did have four steps that helped me kind of conquer. Um, of course, number one was the great purge. Even if it's not an issue, even if your screen time is super, super, um, limited, I suggest anyone just kind of go through. And the way I did it was like, does this fill my cup or empty my cup? Right. There's no, Mm -hmm. it's, black and white, just go through. There's no, eh, uh, uh, it's even remotely drains you. Remove it, right. Yes. And that could be a brand that could be, and this is a marketer speaking. This could be a brand that maybe, um, Photoshop their models. 
This could be a brand that only shows, um, I don't know, people that don't look like you. So this doesn't have to be like a personal level of you comparing yourself to like another human. Like this could just be a brand that just doesn't align with your goals, your values. A lot of us, you know, um, follow our favorite brands and sometimes our favorite brands are not filling us up. Right. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Um, purge, purge everything, brands, people, anything that kind of takes away. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is the timing, right? I talked about how it was the first thing, thing that I saw when I woke up in the morning and that wasn't a great way of starting my day. It really wasn't a great way when I was watching all those like mommy bloggers that I was comparing myself to or all those other um, women that were also pregnant that didn't gain an ounce. Right. (laughs) So that was what I was like filling my head with first thing in the morning. So if you haven't changed the time of day, at least after the purge, when I was still grabbing my phone first thing in the morning for Instagram, at least it wasn't draining my cup as quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So timing, definitely, absolutely not first thing in the morning. If you have to tell yourself that you need to eat your banana, have your cup of water and your coffee before you open it, then that's at least a small baby step. It, mm. At least um, is not even before your feet get out of bed. Right. There are people that, mm. you know, are scrolling while they're in the bathroom, Kara. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's crazy. Just be present, whatever you're doing. <laughs> right. Um, whatever. That yeah. was number, that was number two um, for me was fixing the time. And it really did start. It sounds so silly, but I started with, okay, I need to drink my water and my coffee before I open this app. And then it turned into, okay, well, at least need to get through my emails before I open the app. And before I knew it, it got easier and easier to push it towards the end of the day, in which case I had done all these things that like, you know, filled my cup. It was hard to take away from my cup, you know, that late in the day because I was already like overflowing. Right. Um, But when you start with an empty cup, that is so much harder to like Mm. refill when you're just feeling so drained. And real quick, um, you know, what you're saying also coincides with um, episode 68 with Al Hamid about work-life balance, really. So, so that's so cool that this is all connected. So, okay. What's number three? So then number three was making additions. So I was not following any of my favorite devotionals, um, any of my favorite preachers, Um, I kind of thought that that was left for YouTube, even though, you know, I said like my, my real addiction was Instagram. Um, so I started to replace, I had done the great purge. And then I also wanted to get little bits and pieces of, um, sermons, scripture that weren't in my feed prior to that. So making small additions, things that do fill your cup is something not, not everyone has even thought about doing. We get so wrapped up in people our friends and family that we don't think about the other businesses, people of the world, right. That could um, help fill our cup. So small additions were one thing. And then finally, probably the most like you've hit level four, like champion status was (laughs) I would um, schedule my social media checking in time on my calendar. Not only would I put it on my calendar for 15 to 30 minute um, intervals a couple times a day, I would change the color. I color code my calendar. I'm one of those and I would make it its own separate color. So even as, um, you know, I was scrolling, if I did get distracted from scrolling by, you know, my laptop or my calendar, you know, it was really easy to see like, okay, I'm halfway through, I'm getting close. Like sometimes as silly as it sounds, you almost have to like mentally get prepared 
to put the app away. Right. So that kind of helped me do that. Um, and after those four things, um, implementing those four things, probably a few months over time, I can honestly say that, um, sometimes I, you know, it get to, um, putting Amelia down for bedtime at seven 30 and realize that I have a bunch of messages I haven't opened. And I can attest to that because I sent you a couple yeah. messages and you didn't get to them. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, good. Hey, Kara. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah. So congratulations. Um, a long time to get there, but it's yeah. totally, totally doable. Um, yes. And now it's definitely an afterthought. And now I get more excited to, um, you know, post a photo of the baby or um, I don't and know. Your, and your business baby. is thriving and your life yeah. is thriving yeah. and your relationship with Christ yeah. is thriving. It's just so beautiful to see because we know you um, yeah. personally, but just to hear how just these small shifts, which are big shifts, can change everything. It's like yeah. a domino yeah. effect. It is. Talk about it is. talk about a breakthrough that uh, that yeah. leads to places of freedom and productivity right. and yeah. fulfillment. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love the schedule part too because I think um, you know it's it's undeniable that if you will schedule it, you you begin to believe. Okay, I've only got these two or three times during the day. I've got mm-hmm. fifteen minutes during each time. Well, then it's obviously, in my opinion, at least, it's going to be easier to be very intentional and focused if I've only got that 15 minutes. Because you know yeah. what it's like for most people where I'm checking text, then I'm scrolling, then I'm back to an email, then I'm scrolling. It's and it's this whole hodgepodge. Yeah. But this could be a real you know, gift to you yeah. to yes. stay very intentional and focused. You get to do your screen time social media stuff in a very efficient and productive manner if you'll schedule it. So man, con- congrats yeah, congratulations. You thank you. That's a great suggestion. Yeah. Get it on the schedule. Yeah. And if listeners listen to Al's episode, I can guarantee you that he would tell you not quarter four. That's right. Time, right. That's, That's right. right. Not the time. That is not the time. So um, I have a little bit in my quarter one, my me time. And then I've got a little bit um, that either sits in quarter two or quarter three. That's um, so good. when I'm working on the business, but not quarter four. That's so good. Oh my yeah. gosh, Kara, you are a plethora of information. Thank you for being an overcomer mm-hmm. and breaking through in this situation so that, you know, you can bless the listeners and bless us. And, and I think of that show, uh, social dilemma. And if, if someone listening hasn't watched that, that would be a documentary, a, a documentary yeah. that would be so like good. hitting it, you know, bringing it home. Like, yep, this is really so what's good. going yeah. on. So thank you so very much. And those of you that are listening, uh, this is part of the 30-day Get Unstuck Challenge. So I hope you are joining us and let's stay accountable there. Absolutely. And if you want to find out more about Karen, what she does, because she has incredible value for your business. And if you want to plug in, we'll put that in the show notes. You can get a hold of her. Yes, it's gibsonbusinessperformance.info, but we will put it in the show notes as well. So bless you, Kara. We adore you. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all, to Your Biggest Breakthrough, and we'll catch you next week. So glad you could join us today, and you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.